Hey, be sure to check out all of our weekly services and our Sunday morning now. You can see it via Facebook Live and or our new YouTube channel. Just search for Place of Grace Church on either platform and join us each Wednesday night for Wednesdays in the Word Adult Bible Study, our Ignited Streamline service, as well as our Grace Kids service on Sundays and our worship service at 10 a.m. on Sunday morning. We hope and pray to see you there. everybody to welcome welcome to uh wednesdays in the word uh it's good to have everybody with us tonight pray you're blessed pray things are well everybody's safe and healthy and um we're going to continue the study tonight of god's plan of assurance that series that we started uh we've looked at how god takes care of us in the midst of chaos with in noah's day and how he's taking care of us during this whole covid19 situation uh, we looked at how God, we, we've got assurance in our salvation. And we looked last week uh, at assurance that our times are in His hands, meaning that no matter what we go through, even to the end of life, our times are in God's hands. And and, and I left last week's study quite encouraged, to be, to be honest with you. Uh, it just kind of takes a load off your shoulders to say, everything's going to be better than okay. Uh, and tonight I want to continue we're probably going to split this up in a, uh, two, maybe three sessions uh, of a study. But I want to look tonight at the assurance of God's guidance. The assurance of God's guidance. And uh, with that, let's open in prayer and then we'll get into the study. Lord, I thank you, Father, for each one tonight that has chosen to be here, that is part of our study. God, those that will hear the word of God. I pray, Lord, that we can apply it to our lives to make us more like you. And I pray, God, that, that you would use your servant to teach your word so that it would make it easy and clear to understand that we might live for you even more so when we're done. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. I want to talk tonight, if you have your Bibles, uh, have, have it ready to go to Proverbs 14.12. Uh, Proverbs 14.12. And I want to talk again, like I said, the assurance of God's guidance. Um, there's a problem that we as people and, and humans and men and women face. And that problem is that we think we know it all. Uh, that problem is that we think we have the wisdom and the know-how to get through every situation in life. Um, but Proverbs 14, 12, if you're there, it tells us that there is a way which seems right to a person, but its end is the way of death. The end there is, the, the end basically thereof is death um, you know Jeremiah also talks about it in in Jeremiah 10 23 he said Lord we know that people do not control their own destiny it's not in their power to determine what will happen to them now because of man's you know finite wisdom and the ability you, you know we have a limited understanding of the facts coupled with our sinfulness uh, we cannot simply cannot direct our steps uh, we, we're, we don't have it. You know, what seems right to us uh, results in a way of destruction and death a lot of times and can be. And, you know, and man's thoughts are not God's thoughts. So his ways must likewise, you know, so man's ways always fall short of God's perfect and always wise plan. We, we just, we don't have it together. You know, and I don't mean to break anybody's heart today, but that's the truth. We we are we are a broken you know people. Um, we we don't have it all together. 
Um, I do know people that, that seem to have things together more than, than others. But overall, we don't have what it takes to direct our own steps. Isaiah 55, 8 and 9 says, Indeed, my plans are not like your plans, and my deeds are not like your deeds. For just as the sky is higher than the earth, so my deeds are superior to your deeds, and my plans superior to your plans. 1 Corinthians 1.25 says, For the foolishness of God is wiser than human wisdom, and the weakness of God is stronger than human strength. Well, I now don't feel very smart at all. And that, I, I love that scripture. It kind of just puts it in perspective. You know, the foolishness of God, right, which I didn't even know God had foolishness, is wiser than my wisdom. You know, the very bottom of his intellectualness is wiser than my smart, the, the smartest I can ever be. Um, God is infinite and he is amazing. Let me just give you an example of how human wisdom is kind of silly. Uh, there was a time back in the 1940s that men thought the atomic bomb would end all wars and bring world peace. That obviously has not happened. You know, uh, and, and more closer to home maybe is one that's when faced with a problem of marriage, you know, of a marriage gone wrong, people often seem to see divorce uh, as the answer. And rather than face the pain and struggle of working through their problems, um, you know, which working through their problems is definitely God's will according to Scripture. And I understand there's, a, there's stipulations, I get that, but I'm talking overall for a marriage. Both people need to work together to bring forth the, 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 the joy and the love in a marriage. You know, and it's God's will for that to happen. And it's always best for the man and society as whole to work things out in a marriage. In fact, recent research was beginning to show that Scripture has been right all along. Duh. Really? I mean, we have to think about that? Over the long haul, divorce brings more pain and more difficulty than it relieves, both to society and to those involved in the divorce and the kids and the families involved. I mean, that's just a no-brainer. But only the internal God, who is the Alpha and Omega, has the infinite wisdom and power his, the, and love and mercy needed to direct the affairs of our lives. You know, as a creator and the one who formed you um, in the womb, who better knows us than, than, in our, you know, than him? Who knows, who knows better our abilities? Who knows our weaknesses? Who knows every detail that we, of our life? Other than God, because he created us, he made us, and he brought us here for a purpose and a reason. And uh, Psalms 139, 13 and 14 says this, Certainly you made my mind, my heart, you wove me together in my mother's womb. I will give you thanks because your deeds are awesome and amazing. You knew me thoroughly. I love that. I love the way that that, that translation puts it. You knew me. You knew me completely. You know me completely, inside and out. I don't even know myself inside and out, you know? I still struggle with things in myself. But the problem is the f that we face as, as humans, as mankind, as created beings, is that we think we know what to do in every situation. We, we think we know how to do it in every situation. 
We think we, you know, and we think we know the best way to get through a situation or to handle a situation. And um, the truth is, God has given us the wisdom to think, to plan, to live. We we don't know it all though. We're we're slightly not there, <laughs> right? We don't even have the wisdom to answer most of the answers to direct our lives. But luckily for us, there is a promise from our Heavenly Father. You know, this promise that, God's give, that God gives is in His Scriptures. And the declaration of Scripture is that God cares about each of us and wants to direct our lives. You know, how superior His plan must be in every detail, you know, knowing that He has all the wisdom and He has all the data that He possesses, both past, present, future, with all the power at His disposal as being God of the universe. Basically, He knows you. He knows everything about you that you've done, that you're doing, and that you're going to do. So he's given us the Bible so that we might know his will and that we might know his purpose in all areas of our life. And see, there's the key word. We're okay to let God move in and have this portion of our life. But this over here, I need to be sure that I live my way. I don't think that's what God's called us to be at all, church. I think he's called us to sell out. He's called us to dedicate, to devote himself, ourselves completely to him and his will. Listen, and I know we'll cover this a few times throughout this study, but I would rather give my everything to God and allow him to guide and direct my life and my steps rather than Sean Long try to drive the car. And can I tell you, I think my wife would agree. I think my kids, my family, my friends, my everybody that I come in contact would agree that would probably be better because Sean Long is going to fail. Sean Long is going to make mistakes. And in even me following God's will and direction and guidance, I'm still going to probably have some, some mess-ups. But isn't it nice to know tonight that when we lay our head down, God has his, his purpose for me. He has my, my life in his hands, as we've talked about. And God and the life that he has for us is, is, is put in his hands. He's got it all taken care of. Now, the greatest evidence of God's desire to guide our lives is found in Scripture. He's given us the Bible that we might know his will and the purpose in all areas of our life. This means knowing God and the life that he has for us to live. This is our responsibility, though. You see, we have to be willing to say, here you go. And by God's own direction, to entrust our way to him for direction and leading would be the best course of action for the Christian. He'd be the, and, and, we, and listen, from the time we say, Lord, come into our life to the day we stand face to face, it's a learning process. We learn to trust. We learn to say, no, God, I'd rather your will in this situation. Check out these scriptures that deal with God's will in, in our lives and, and what the benefits are. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says this, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not rely on your own understanding. Acknowledge Him in all of your ways, and He will make your path straight. I'll tell you, I, I need some straight paths. I, I don't like the curvy roads where I have decisions and stuff to make and or unknowns. 
I want to be able to trust the Lord with all of my heart and say, here it is, Lord. I don't know the answer to this. I don't know what direction to go. Lord, I need direction in this. I, I can't rely on my own understanding. So, God, I'm going to acknowledge you in every way, even in the ways that I don't understand. I'm still going to acknowledge and trust you because I know that in doing that, you're going to make the, the, the answers come. You're going to bring forth the answers. You're going to bring forth the, the straight path so that I can walk upon it and go through these situations. Proverbs 16, 1-4 says this, That the intention of the heart belongs to a man, but the answer of the tongue comes from the Lord. All the ways of a person might seem right in his own opinion, but the Lord weighs the motives. Commit your works to the Lord, and your plans will be established. The Lord works everything out for its own end, even the wicked for the day of the disaster. Man, it just tells you right there, God's got everything in his hands, doesn't he? He's got your life in his hands, and he's got the person who isn't living for His life for him in his hands. Um, it, again, he, he says here that a person seems, it might seem right in your own opinion. No, I think this is the way that we should go. But the Lord weighs those motives. He looks and sees, yea or nay, and ultimately makes the decision. And, and I love what verse 3 says, to commit my works, to commit everything that I do. From my vocational job to everything that I do for the church to everything I do for my family. Um, commit everything to the Lord so that my plans will be established. They'll be firm. They'll be, they'll be in His will and, and, and blessed and in the favor of God. Proverbs 16.9 says this, A person plans his course, but the Lord directs his steps. James 1.5 says, But if anyone is, needs wisdom, he should ask God, who gives it to all generously and without reprimand and it will be given to him i love that too because i need a lot of wisdom i ask god all the time lord would you give me wisdom for this give me wisdom for that and he never never once has the lord said really again you know didn't you learn the first time you've done this or the second time or the ninth time or the 15th time no he's he's always been willing to say all right here it is and he has always been willing to guide and direct. And what a loving God we have. What a patient God we have. That he knows that we don't have it all together. But he looks to the heart. He looks for the heart that says, God, I'm going to commit my everything to you. I'm going to commit my works to you. I am going to, Lord, I don't know the way, but I know you do. So I'm going to trust you. And, and, and I need guidance and direction from you, Lord God. 1 Peter 5, 6, and 7 says this, And God will exalt you in due time. If you humble yourselves under His mighty hand by casting all your cares upon Him because He cares for you. It's nice to know that God's got my back all the time. He just wants me to come to Him. It really is. I don't know why we make it so difficult. You know, why we make it so hard on ourselves uh, to to come to God and give God our problems, give God our pro you know, our decisions and all the different things that we have. I don't know why we do it. Um, I think we'd save ourselves a lot of heartache if we'd learn to throw everything upon God, to come to God on every decision that we have to come. Well, what about the yeah that? Or what about the everything? You know, and we're going to cover that later in the study. But I think it'd be so wise of us just in the morning to say, Lord, whatever thy will is, God, I've got these decisions to make, Lord God. Would you please, Holy Spirit, give me guidance, give me direction. I commit this unto you. Lord, I lean not into my understanding of what I think should be done or what I think the right way is. 
But God, I'm going to humble myself, step back, get into your word, get into some prayer time, and I'm going to really just seek you out. And I think I think you'd be floored <laughs> at the way. And some of us, maybe we've done this, and you've seen God come through with an answer that you didn't even have yourself, a way that you didn't even say see that you know foresee yourself. Because God is infinite in his wisdom, and he wants to bless. I don't want to just settle for what Sean Long can do. I don't want to just give my family what Sean, what Sean Long can give them. I want to be able to say, no, God, I want everything you've got planned for me. I want everything you've got purpose for me. So, God, let me step back. Let me put this into your hands and say, God, I commit this to you. Give me direction. Give me, give me guidance. Now, there's passages on God's will. And as you think of God's will, what comes to mind? It's been my experience that many people generally focus on certain things, that, but they ignore the more basic and important areas. For example, guidance or finding God's will is often restricted to these type of things. And this is just a small list. You know, who should I marry? You know, I want to marry someone who will make me happy, who is perfect, of course. Well, if you find that person, you should probably run if they're perfect because you're going to ruin them. You know? Some people pray, God, where do I work? Where, you know, I need I need to be somewhere that's going to be wonderful, challenging, and financially rewarding, please. You know, Lord, what car should I buy? I need a car that never breaks down. You know, what house should I buy? I need one that's next door to Christians so I won't have to witness. Ooh. You know, should I go to college? And if so, where should I go? Where can I make all A's, meet the right person, and get away from maybe mom and dad? You know, what kind of pastor does God want for our church to have? Someone who can walk on water, leap tall buildings, and fly faster than a speeding bullet? You know, these are the things that we, uh, by the way, I can't do. So if you're looking for that, you're going to maybe want to get another pastor. But when, when such a list is the primary focus, guidance becomes something people want for their own happiness and fulfillment so that life will flow smoothly for them. Certainly, we should definitely seek God's guidance and pray about such things as James warned us when he wrote in, in James 4.15. You know, if the Lord wills, we shall live or also do this or that. Basically, we shouldn't just say, I'm going to do this. You know, um, this is the way it's going to be. But we should be able to say, hey, if it's the Lord's will, this is the direction we're going to go. If it's the Lord's will, this is where we're going to, you know, reside. If it's the Lord's will, here's where I'm going to. And just seek the Lord's will. God, where, what is your will in this situation? Do you want me to be with this person or not? I mean, I'll mean, be honest with you right now. If some people would have prayed, you know, maybe you wouldn't be unhappy uh, in, your, in your marriage. And I don't mean that disrespectfully. God can still restore and rectify a, mess, uh, a marriage. But maybe the circumstances you got in weren't what God, you know, God's will was. But God can always work and restore and rebuild. So don't let that be an excuse. It's not, well, I didn't do what God wanted me to do. I'm going to get out. No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying here. You see, we just want to be wise. And before we just jump off, you know, and do something, we want to make sure we have the wisdom and the will of God and the, and the favor of God ahead of us before we make these big decisions. And not just big, but but small decisions as well. Now listen, we don't have to be asking God, Lord, what clothes should I be wearing today? Should I wear the purple vest with the with the blue jeans? Should I wear the the zebra shoes with the with the ripped jeans? You know, no, no, no. Listen, God's given you a mind and, and common sense whether or not that's going to work. We're talking about just everyday decisions of life, decisions that that you deal with on a regular basis. 
In the same in the same fashion, Paul actually wrote this, and I always ask in my prayers, if perhaps now at last I may succeed visiting you according to the will of God. If it be the will of God, I'll be there. And Proverbs 16.3 says this, Commit your works to the Lord and your plans will be established. We covered that a few minutes ago. Basically, just commit everything to Him and God will work out the details. You know, a brief look, brief look at these passages where God's will is specifically mentioned will show that our own happiness and details and the details with which we're so often occupied are secondary, never primary. You see, when we, when we realize that God is, is basically in control, when we submit our lives to Him and say, God, I truly trust you with everything. I trust you with who I'm going to marry. I trust you with my marriage. I trust you with my financial decisions. I trust you, Lord, with my employment situation. And, and, and in all these things, I trust you. We, we have a different kind of an attitude. Um, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to know that an added, the, the, the society today is out of touch with the purposes of living for God. Right? Um, we live in a consumer-oriented, selfish, my way, my, my, my direction society uh, bent on our own comfort and our pleasure. And God has, can I just say, if that's you tonight, God has much greater goals in mind for you. We weren't, we weren't made for this life to just basically survive life. But we were created to thrive while we journeyed through. So don't ever sell yourself short. And don't keep God out of your plans. Don't keep God out, out of your decision-making. Married couples, come together as one and put God at the head of all those decisions that you need. Young, young people, put God at the forefront of any decisions that you need to make, you know, about dating or what college you're going to go to or whatever situations you may be going through in life. Just a brief glance of, of passages where the will of God can found, be found quickly where it shows God's mercy and his, his, his primary concern is in the realm of the spiritual and concern of our moral, you know, our, of our good in, in life. Basically, he's wanting to cause us to thrive. He's wanting us to grow in him. He wants us to build that faith. And he wants us to live in his will. He wants you to understand his will is not a box of rules and regulations but that of blessings, that of favor, and that are things that's going to blow your mind. So check out 1 Corinthians 1, uh, 1 and 2. It says, From Paul called to be an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God and our brother, to the church of God that is in Corinth, to those who are sanctified in Christ Jesus and called to be saints, with all those in every place who call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, their Lord and ours. 2 Corinthians 1, 1 says this, from Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God. You see, Paul, remember now, he was Saul. He was killing Christians. That wasn't the will of God. And when God got a hold of Paul, Paul submitted and became an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God. He found his purpose. He, he, he got himself put on the will of God road. And he began to travel that road. And, and so we just need to find ourselves there on the will, in the will of God. And I've heard, I've, I asked it myself when I was a kid, what's the will of God? Well, let me tell you what, if you get yourself in prayer, you get yourself in the word of God, you get yourself tied into committing your, everything that you do 
to the to to the Lord. Every decision you make, you're going to find yourself in the will of God. He's going to put you, direct you, and put you in the will of God. Um, the will of God is God's purpose for your life. And um, he, he has one specifically for you. And it doesn't matter if you're 40. doesn't matter if you're you know, 14. doesn't matter if you're you know, 81. If you're still here breathing today, God still has a purpose and your will for your life. And, and, and you're still got a job to do. And so we've just got to learn and know and be assured that God's guidance is in our life if we will allow it to. You see, there's always an if. You know, God will let it, God, we've, we've been created free moral agents. He says, you, I'm going to let you do what you, make your own decisions. But I think it'd be wise for us, church, to maybe sit back and say, Lord, what have I, what decisions have I, I've made a lot of decisions in the past on my own, unfortunately. And those decisions haven't been very great decisions. Not everyone has bit me in the rear end, but I've definitely had some that have. And, and I'll never forget, of, uh, you know, I've told the story of the vehicle that I bought in L.A. And the Lord tried to stop me two or three times to go to get that. And I never prayed, Lord, you know, um, is this the right car? You know, and people say, well, you have to pray about that. All that. I said, well, in this situation, I should have because all the signs were there to stop me. And I, and I lived with a year and a half, almost two years with a car that cost me more money than, uh, than in any car should, should cost you. So, the, yeah, I do believe that God cares about the very smallest details of our life. Yes, I do believe that. Uh, and, it, and a lot of times in that situation, it would have been a teaching moment for me to trust and to hear and, and know and basically save myself of uh, some heartache. Um, so we're still learning. We're still learning. And it's just good to know that God always has our back. He always has a plan. We've got a lot to discuss on this God's guidance uh, study. But uh, we're gonna put a we're gonna put a pause moment here, and uh, we'll we'll meet back next week and continue on. We're gonna look at some principles that we must apply um, in order to seek out the will of God, to seek out you know the the purpose and where we are supposed to be with Him. So with that, let's close in prayer. Lord, I thank you for your word. I pray God that we have just briefly gotten into the study, but we see the need, the need, the serious need to be committed, Father, to your direction, to your guidance, to your leading. Father, it's okay to make decisions in life, but God, we want to be sure that we're always putting you first in those decisions, allowing you to be part of the decision making, because God, you know my past, you know my present, and you know my future, and whether or not that's going to cause me a rocky road, or, or it's a road that, that is going to be straight, Lord. And I just pray right now that for each heart, Lord God, that has joined us in this study, I ask your blessings upon them and their homes. And I ask, Father God, that your Holy Spirit would keep us connected. Father, I cannot wait till the time, Lord, where we can come together yet again and worship you all and in, in, in worship you in honor and truth as one together, one voice, one mind, and one accord. We thank you, Father, for this time we've had. We ask your blessing upon each word spoken. And we give you honor and praise in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. With that being said, church, God bless. Don't forget about our 8 o'clock prayer time here in a few. Uh, have a blessed evening. We'll see you Sunday morning uh, for Mother's Day celebration, our service. And uh, God bless.